This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata here. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Lindsey? Not too bad. This week is kind of flying by, which I don't mind. It's Friday Eve when we're recording. It's technically a Wednesday for the Cincinnati Bengals. They finally got back to practice today, so... Just ready for another weekend, another game. Look at that. You already got your tree up. Tree's been up. But um, <laughs> it was up last year for good vibes, but I should probably take it down until Joe Burrow returns. <laughs> um, yeah, take but, it uh, down right before Christmas after keeping it up all year. It's I'm going to. I, I remember telling myself, I'm like, I'm going to keep it up throughout the playoffs because, you know, it's it's doing well. And I never took it down after the AFC Championship game. And it's only been bad, bad vibes ever since. Um. But for the Cincinnati Bengals, I feel like they got a little bit of good vibes. They returned to practice today. We heard from head coach Zach Taylor, Jake Browning. Um, Joe Burrow was there. He had stated that he wanted to be around the team even after the surgery. Surgery happened on Monday. The Bengals are being very, very quiet on when it comes to who did the the surgery, the timeline, recovery. Maybe we'll get more information as they go into the offseason, but um, no details released. Normally, you, you see that. I, I mentioned it on the podcast on Tuesday. The Ian Rapp reports the Adam Schefters will state the surgeon that completed it and everything like that. But the Cincinnati Bengals, um, they've not released any additional information when it comes to Joe Burrow. What do you think about that? Is that the Bengals or Burrow? Who makes that decision about the surgeon? Timeline, Um, I guess that could be the Bengals. It all feels like it might be Burrow to me, though. It is. It's actually, um, I've learned a lot about surgeries um, for for other Mm -hmm. NFL players, and um, it it really is kind of out of the Cincinnati Bengals' hands. They don't handle anything when picking the surgeon. It is Joe Burrow, his reps, his agent, all of that, because a lot of the agents or a lot of the top surgeons will go to these NFL players and say, pretty much pitching to them, I want to be your surgeon. I want to perform this. Um, and I don't know if that happened with Joe Burrow, but it happens with a lot of NFL players. And that's why they go to some of these top surgeons in the NFL. Um, but we don't know who did it. We don't know who did it. I know a lot of Bengals fans are wondering the timeline, the recovery time for Joe Burrow. But the only thing we can offer right now is one, 
Joe Burrow is back at Baycor Stadium, which I think is absolutely huge. You have the surgery on Monday. You're there a few days later on Thursday. He went out to practice today. Uh, Jeff Hobson even said on Bengals.com, he said, hello, reporter people. Good vibes from Joe Burrow. Um, and he was even pulling the poker table with his left arm out in the locker room to uh, be with Ooh. his teammates. Another game of poker. Um. Well, the orthopedic associations of Central Maryland say four to 12 weeks. I think probably more on the 12-week side of a wrist surgery for this. I wonder, I do wonder, if this happened like week one, would he have been able to come back at all this season? It's such a, it, it's a tough call because I think you, you think. Yeah, about- it's it's not supposed to be like a eight-month, nine-month type recovery, as far as I know. When it, goodness, it's so hard to tell because you have all the M, the actual MD physicians who are on Twitter and they'll state it could be anywhere that he could throw football in three months or he'll have a full recovery in six months. It seems like the the outlook for it. And obviously they they didn't perform the surgery, so they, they don't know what it looked like. But it's normally from what I've read, what I've I've noticed on Twitter from the doctors is he should be full go by the time, you know, OTAs, training camp, all of that stuff begins. That's what I've read too. So I, I kind of just zoned out uh, everything else. It's like, do I do I care that much if he's ready March 1st versus April 1st or something? Not really. <laughs> no, no, not really. I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is you, you take your time um, and we'll see what happens. I feel like we'll get more reports and updates as, you know, you go into the offseason, but there's still six weeks of football to go. There's still a few months that we could get more updates on the timeline recovery, but Bengals are keeping it pretty quiet. And honestly, it isn't too surprising because I know this is two totally different things when it was Joe Burrow's contract and Joe Burrow's surgery, but it was tight lipped the whole entire time during the whole contract negotiations. It did not get leaked until he signed on the, or they actually came to an agreement right before the uh, Kansas city chiefs took the field on that Thursday night football game. So it's maybe they just want to keep everything tight lipped. I mean, we'll, we'll just see what happens, but um, yeah, as of now, Joe Burrow's at Paycor stadium and you know, that's still huge. Um, I'm sure Jake Browning appreciates him being there and um, his teammates. And I know, you know, Joe has told Zach Taylor that he just wants to be around the team. And I don't know. You want to see that, I guess, out of your franchise quarterback, especially after a surgery that he had a few days ago. Yeah. uh, It just strikes me that Burrow is kind of tight-lipped about all this stuff, everything, pretty much. (laughs) He's not super open about it all, but I don't know. But but yeah, that's why you brought up the Bengals were releasing and that. I I thought, well, I think it's I think it's Burrow just because he's been like that. He's been quiet. He's been keeping everything under the radar and uh it seems like the type of quarterback he is and uh well we'll see i'm very patient about this though because i just i the season's done essentially 100 yeah. percent. this is this is great for our, our weekly preview. sorry we have six up. more weeks to go but um but i, I think we're both on the same page as all right let's see what this these next six games have in them yeah you're not watching Maybe you are still watching to see them win. I'm watching to see young guys develop and whatever else, see if somebody plays really well. I'm not going into I – don't, I don't know if I'm picking them in a single game going forward. They'd at least have to look better, and I'm not picking them this week. Spoiler. <laughs> hey, find out what score I pick. <laughs> no. um, yeah, it's just <sighs> – season died to me when the Burrow injury happened, when you found out he's got knee surgery, everything else. So – I just, 
I'm on to next year in my mind almost, where I'm still evaluating guys. I'm still watching. Hey, let's see how DJ Turner looks against Calvin Ridley this week. Let's see how, let's see if Miles Murphy can put together a second week in a row of really good production. See if he can get him more snaps too. I mean, uh, maybe that's getting greedy. He was getting five snaps a week and last week got 20 something. So maybe we, maybe, maybe I should just be happy with the 20 something. I just think he is coming along pretty good. There's just there's still stuff to watch for, but when it comes to like Joe Burrow's health and everything, once I knew he was out for the season, I just I, I just I don't know. Like I mentioned, I, I just kind of like lost interest in like when when is he gonna be back? No, I hear everybody saying it's gonna be before OTAs knocking all the wood that he has a normal offseason just please. I don't even want to think I don't even want to talk about what his off season is going to look like. I really don't because I know as soon as we do that, something, you know, I just don't, I want to think all positive vibes. And I agree with you. I think we're both on the same page. When Joe went down, it, it was so unfortunate because it was right before Thanksgiving and there was so much more football to be played. And when you look at the NFL as a whole in the AFC, you could think, man, with Joe Burrow, they could have found something. They could have found yeah, something. Some people point to like the defense wasn't good enough to carry them through the playoffs. And, if you look at the regular season stuff, yeah, probably true. But I think this defense does turn it up in the playoffs because they have a full week of dedicated game planning. Lou Anarumo is such a good game plan matchup defensive coordinator that I was pretty confident that they would look at least decent in those games and probably do some interesting stuff. And then I thought the offense was good. I mean, I know there's been the giant emotional reaction about how they need to fire everybody, but – when Burrow was healthy, they were averaging 26 and a half points a game. And that's 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 top 10, top eight. That's about what the Lions are doing. And they were playing tough defenses to do that. It's not like they went in there. Like the thing about like some of these teams that average so many points, I look at the Dolphins and some of those teams and no, no shade at the Dolphins. They do a great job. But there is a big difference when the Dolphins blow a team out. Like they blow out bad teams and they're just much better than those teams. But when they play really good teams, it's not that they stink, but they get into real battles and they don't, they aren't able to score every drive. And, you know, you look at the Chiefs game, you look at the Bills game and it's like they were able to be slowed down. The Bengals have to play those types of teams like every week. <laughs> every yeah. week they're playing the 49ers, they're playing the Bills, they're playing uh they'll be eventually playing the Chiefs, the Jaguars this week. Is it big question for you on Jags week? Jaguars or Jaguars? I call them Jags because I don't want to mess it up. I do it. Anytime I talk about Jacksonville, I call them the Jags because I am not I'm not here to mess anything up because I feel like everybody has a preference and We'll listen on Monday Night Football. We'll listen on Monday Night Football and see what they say. I'm going to be – I'll still be tuned into the Manning cast, even though – I just get excited because I want to hear Peyton and Eli talk about Joe. Mm-hmm. And Maybe they've had – a guest. Yeah. They've had two shots at having a, a Burrow game. One of them was the Halloween game, and they were – they were on to they were on to off game stuff by the end of the first quarter, and then the other time is this week where they won't be talking about Joe Burrow. So did they do the Demar Hamlin game? No, I don't believe so. That's good. Um, but uh, but just overall, yeah, with Joe Burrow, um, yeah, we'll we'll find out as it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned before, still awesome that he's around the team right now. Um, I I feel like that's like I said, going to be helpful for Jake Browning or whoever they put in a quarterback after. 
they pull Jake Browning eventually. Oh, no, I'm just joking. We'll see what happens <laughs> with the quarterback room. Look, you think I, he gets the full game? What would he have to do to get benched in the middle of the game this week? I think he gets a full game. I think so, too. I think, yeah. I mean, if he throws like three picks in the first half, he'll probably get benched. But that's that's any quarterback that doesn't have a franchise quarterback leash. That's, you know. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, and speaking of which, and we'll get to more of the injury report because there was actually good news for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it, it just feels like, oh, it's good news, but we're still bummed that Joe's not out there because it's still a difference maker. But uh, we'll get to more of what practice looked like today on Thursday. But you had a really good piece. Um, I really encourage all Bengals fans to check it out because I think about this sometimes when we do a podcast. It could be last year or it could be after a win or a loss this year. And one of the things I get after doing a podcast with you is, hey, look at it like this. Look at the season like this. Look at the quarterback like this. Look at the offense like this. And I think sometimes fans, I know it's easy to react on social media and I get everyone's feeling really bummed right now because I'm raising my hand. It feels, as we mentioned, it felt over when Joe Burrow went down, but you have a really good piece on all Bengals and I encourage a lot of people to go check it out, but just kind of give people a summary if they haven't read it yet, what you talked about on, on the piece in the piece. Yeah. Uh, well, I look, so Sometimes I just find the inspiration for what I'm going to write about by just perusing the timeline. And I thought, I thought people went insane after that Steelers game. Like, yeah, there were issues. They should have helped Browning more. There were other issues, but the funniest one to me, is just the lack of identity thing. The Bengals probably have the most well-defined identity in the league where if you close your eyes and you're like, the Bengals are going against somebody this week. Okay. How are they going to come out? Like play one. We know <laughs> 11 personnel shotgun spread from sideline to sideline. And <laughs> they're probably going to throw the ball more than they run it. Uh, mm -hmm. That's they're a pass heavy spread and shred type team. Okay. Like that, that's their identity. Unless I'm missing what identity means, but I saw, I even threw out the feeler this time where I asked like, what do you want to see from the Bengals offense next year to help it? And so many people went into the idea of like, they need to lean into the run game, the run game. Well, why are you paying a quarterback $275 million if you're going to treat him like he's Jared Goff? If you're going to treat him like he's one of these quarterbacks that, well, you know, that quarterback's all right. And if we build the right system around him, he'll do well. No, to me, Burrow is the system. That's the thing. Burrow is the scheme. He's the system. He likes being in shotgun. He likes being spread. The His least, his least effective way to play is under center play action and that stuff. And to credit to him and the coaching staff, they were able to find 
some competency, some high-level play from that this year as a changeup, which is what it should be. So I just went into the identity team, the scheme of the team, because they're I, I think what they're doing is what any coach should do with this team and then how they could improve it for next year too because as much as that is defending the coaching staff of like they shouldn't they shouldn't be trying to get under center, run the ball, and all that other stuff, at least with Burrow. And really they have personnel deficiencies to even do that with Browning. The biggest issue I see for what is happening right now is every single team is going to load the box against them and they're built to face two high light boxes. When that extra safety comes down, if you want to run the ball, well, maybe we go heavy. The Bengals can't go heavy. They have Drew Sample, and that is the only non-offensive lineman that is a plus blocker. Everybody else that they throw in there, wide receiver or tight end, they're a negative. I don't even think a neutral. They're a negative. Like These guys can't even stay in front of their opponent. They're speed bumps for the most part. And when that safety is not in there, you can block up the front six with six. But when the safety comes down, now they have seven for your six. So now how are you going to get that extra guy? And they can't. They That's why it was so bad. Well, one of the reasons it was so bad against the Steelers was they just kept bringing that guy down and somebody would mess up. Um, but further than that, anyway, so the identity spread and shred, they – do all that but i think we really have to look at how they look at tight ends though that's one that's one of my main thoughts from watching the past couple of weeks they you know i just talked about drew samples only plus blocker among them they have some competent receiving at least somewhat from uh hudson and well theoretically that was what they were looking at with irv but why do they value that over the competent blocking because they have receivers. At least they did. I mean, I guess we're in the unknown territory with T and Boyd. But there's one football. Reportedly, they're interested in Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta. But what does that really add? Like, yeah. it adds a little bit. And I can see the, oh, imagine them scoring touchdowns and catching the ball. But what about adding a different body? What about adding a guy that can block? What about adding a guy? I want to find somebody that's competent at both. Because I think Sample, while an improved receiver, I'd still like better from a starting tight end. And maybe you could find that in free agency. Maybe they'd roll that way again. You go sign Hunter Henry or Austin Hooper to a one-year deal and try to piece together another rental. Or maybe Noah Fant's out there. I don't even know how Noah Fant is as a blocker. I thought he was okay coming out, but I didn't even really watch him. I just listened to people. But find somebody. And if you could find the Goldilocks tight end that is a great blocker and a great receiver, that would be just yes. perfect for what they are trying, what they should be trying to do and change on offense. Um, and maybe that's Brock Bowers. Maybe that's maybe they get a pick that's able to get there. I haven't watched this. I don't know how he is as a, as a blocker, but he is a heck of a receiver. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I go all into it. You could read it. Yeah. it. I feel like it's hard to talk about because it's a long piece but if you're wondering what is the identity of the Bengals offense because that came into question online on social media if you're wondering is that the right fit and if you're wondering how they can change and improve it and you probably already have opinions on all this but I would implore you to read it and read my arguments for why it is the right system what the system is and then see what I would tweak and change I feel like it's trying to be constructive 
of how things could work rather than just destructive, which felt like the main way people were trying to say anything on social media and whatever else was just like, they should all be fired. And that's not really constructive because what are the odds that Zach Taylor gets fired? He's not going to. Yeah, right? Like zero percent. There'd have to be something off the field come out that would cause that. And then it's probably like Lou or Brian getting promoted and filling that role with whoever else. It's not like they're going to make like, oh, man. You know what? Joe Brady. That's a guy. I'm over it already. I'm over the Joe Brady. Joe Brady's coming in as the head coach. Hugh Jackson's coming big, coming back as the offensive coordinator, and they're going to hire Andrew Whitworth as the run game coordinator and offensive line coach. All friends of the show. Uh, that is that is just a joke about how none of them probably even want those jobs. Well, just kind of the whole because I'm hearing, yeah, Joe Brady. Look what you could have had. Here's my hot take. I think the Buffalo Bills were fine. Honestly, I think they're the best. Six I didn't think I didn't think that like Brady's offense did anything there. Because it was Josh Allen. Co- the 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 Bengals fans complained so much about the Burrow ball and like ah he's just playing hero ball. Burrow throws ninety three percent of his passes from the pocket and an, an average time to throw under two point four seconds. That's in the structure of the offense for the most part. He could create out of structure. We remember all the plays. He's yeah. awesome at it. But Josh Allen in that game, I swear, a bunch of those the one drive they were able to run the ball the whole way down the field, but every other drive it felt so much like failed play failed play third down and eight plus josh just went and made something happen he did and it wasn't in the structure of the office it was rolling out and scrambling or rolling out finding a guy deep down the field or whatever else it 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 felt so much like yeah joe brady's getting credit i guess for this right now but it doesn't feel like i watched that game and came away thinking like man the Bengals really missed something with Joe Brady. I also think that if Joe Brady was hired, I'm not sure what the people are thinking. It would probably be the same system. It would probably be the same same idea, at least. Maybe different names for things, whatever else. I don't think this, they would bring some sweeping change to this offense. You know what? You know what? What helped Joe Brady? Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you know, know what helps any coach? Great quarterback. <laughs> Zach Taylor. Joe Burrow, you know how it's Ryan Kelly and Joe Burrow. Um, but no, I, 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 you know, right now Zach Taylor will be the head coach next year, and I really don't have a problem with it. Um, offensive coordinator to be determined because I don't know if Brian Callahan will get a, a job somewhere else. I think he's back. I don't think they're you, you don't think he'll job. get a, any any interviews or anything like that. I guess he might get interviews. Uh, I guess if he does really, really well in the interviews, like yeah. I think he has better chance of getting an interview than Lou does this offseason. But I, I'm assuming they both come back. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Callen is back. And honestly, that's no problem for me. Uh, Dan Pitcher, they obviously gave a raise last offseason. If Brian Callahan leaves, I could see Dan Pitcher just getting the promotion to OC. And then uh, for Lou, I still expect him to come back next year. And then if there's any change for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I hate even talking about this because there's six more games to go, um, it could be Frank Pollock. And I'm not even saying this is mm-hmm. Frank Pollock's fault. I could just see them. I think it. people complain about the wrong things with Frank is my thought. Yeah. He doesn't Same. get talent to work with. So the whole development things like I, it just kind of washes over me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if he failed to develop Penny Sewell, I would be very upset. He hasn't gotten that level of talent. He's gotten trash from the GM to develop for the most part. That's true. Um, like day three picks, like nobody else is mad that their offensive line coach isn't developing all these day three picks. It's like those guys aren't crazy talented. Um, it'd be like 
could you be mad at the wide receiver coach because he couldn't develop some I can't even think of Cody core like <laughs> those type of guys like uh, Josh Malone it's like well he couldn't develop Josh Malone and Cody core that's not a good wide receiver coach look at what that guy's doing it's like well come on guys day, day three picks do you ever remember when um it'd be training camp I probably can find some old tweets of mine uh, where it was Josh Malone is winning wasn't training a, camp. Yeah, wasn't he a, a training camp star? Mm-hmm. 100%. And I probably tweeted about it a long time ago. Uh, but yes, I agree with you. We'll see what happens, but there's six games to go. Zach Hiller's going to be back. I, I do encourage a lot of Bengals fans to go and read it. Um, I know we have this quick reaction and we want to go on social media and we're upset about everything. I think everyone's just frustrated that Joe Burrow's not playing right now. To be honest, yeah. I think we're taking our frustration and just tweeting right away after a loss to the Steelers, which, yeah, if Joe Burrow was out there, they'd probably win the game. And you're just you're just bummed. And it's fair. It's fair to be bummed. I'm still bummed that we don't get Joe Burrow for the rest of the season when I do feel like the AFC is still open. Uh, we don't get the matchup on Monday Night Football with Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. We don't get the Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow matchup which that game, I could see that changing uh, kickoff time from out of the Tony Romo window to uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your, what, just my last point on like how crazy it feels to me that Jake Browning plays quarterback and then Zach Taylor is going to get a lot of hate for the offense that we're forming. Josh Allen misses three weeks. Kyle Allen comes in and he stinks. Like what is your diagnosis for why that went wrong? <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> well, the backup quarterback's not not that good. <laughs> you know, people like to do that. I, I hear it all the time, and I feel like it's lazy. They will say, "Well, Jalen Hurts had to miss games last year, and they still were moving along just what fine." What Minshew? What? I don't exactly. think they did, though. Right? Exactly. They got smoked, I think, by Dallas when Minshew was in there, and Minshew's one of the better backup quarterbacks. He is. You have, to, he is. you have to make a real investment to get that guy, not like what the Bengals have done. But I'm gonna check. The games he started in 2022, they scored. No, they were. Uh, oh, I'm making a terrible point right now. Well, they scored 34 against Dallas, but I feel like that had to be a little bit of garbage time. I remember watching that game. I didn't think it was that close. Then they scored 10 versus New Orleans. It's different. It's different when your franchise quarterback isn't out there. I think a lot of people have to remember that. And I, I think you also hear, well, now Zach gets an excuse for the rest of the oh, season because wow. he doesn't they have Joe Burrow the out there. Quarter. But. Yeah, it, it's just the moral of the story, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow isn't out there. The Bengals are going to struggle. And the offense is – the Joe Burrow is the offense. He is the machine of the offense. When sometimes there's guys that go in there, I think of – I feel, feel bad mentioning these guys, but like Jimmy G for the 49ers and Jared Goff when he's with the Rams, they were just kind of a cog in the machine of the offense, and that's easier to pull out and replace when you need to versus when Joe Burrow goes out, like the entire machine is out of it. And now can Browning do that? Probably not. And the offense personnel-wise is built to work with Burrow and facing all these two high shells and the issues that come with playing as Joe Burrow – well, now that completely changed, and the quarterback in there now isn't able to do what Burrow did. So you're kind of just screwed on offense for the most part. Is We'll see. Maybe they can come up with something. But that Steelers game did not give me much hope for this offense maintaining productivity. And I feel like it's entirely understandable that it wouldn't. I Any, any big-time quarterback goes out, my first reaction to that offense struggling would be, yeah, that offense really needs that quarterback. Yeah, and then that's not surprising. You know, honestly, that makes me feel really good that Joe Burrow is the franchise quarterback of this team. The guy that they just gave the bag to, 
they're different yeah. when he's on the field. Mm -hmm. um, it actually kind of explains why Joe Burrow was playing the first four games of the season when he had his injury in his Yeah, I think, I think we saw that limited Burrow was actually better than what Browning was yeah. doing. I think on that Monday night football game when it felt like he wasn't really going anywhere, moving anywhere, it all makes sense now. Like Joe Burrow was on the mm -hmm. field. Maybe um, that's why you make the argument for a, a backup quarterback, but I do somewhat subscribe to that Peyton Manning coach's philosophy of if 18 goes down, we're screwed. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the Bengals. Like nine goes down, we're screwed. Honestly, and, and kind of just moving off this topic and we'll look ahead to the Monday yeah. Night Football game, but just just one quick thing. For for the whole entire – just people as NFL fans and just Bengals fans in general, I'm just hoping, you know, this is it for Joe. This is the last injury. You know, Joe – you're going to get injuries in football. Joe even said it, especially the quarterback position because mm -hmm. you're going to get hit. But I, I hope and, this – I hope like, this is it, you know, because this is – yeah. This is just, it's a bummer. It really is. It's still, I'm still bummed about it. I know he probably got hit and hurt on that clowny play. I just, I know there's been the emotional reaction with the offensive line too. I just, I mean, I thought the offensive line has been fine, yeah. which isn't like an A plus grade or anything. I give him like a C and yeah. that's how it's felt. I don't think they need to make sweeping changes for it. I thought after that Super Bowl, I didn't care if some of those guys wanted to come back. It was they need to move on. They need to completely change this offensive line. And they did. Credit to them. But now it feels like, okay, we should inject young athletic talent to this offensive line. We should inject a blue chip talent along the offensive line. It's supposedly a really good offensive line draft. I saw Brandon Thorne tweet out something like, he thinks that there's gonna they're gonna push for six offensive tackles in the first round, and that feels whew. Or maybe he just said offensive lineman. I don't remember, but either way, that is that's a lot of that's a lot of highly talented guys. And I, I've seen some of his grades a lot better than the last two years. So they have a shot at really adding a blue chip talent. And whether or not it is Frank trying to develop him, they need to make sure that they have a plan for it. They need to, and I think they need to make the pick. I, yeah. I am always a BPA person. So if it doesn't show up, it doesn't show up, but it's kind of like last year, everybody kept talking about like, that's a, that's a generational edge draft and the Bengals got a guy and we'll see how it continues. I, we both know I'm a big fan, but yeah, <laughs> we'll sure. see how it continues. He looked really good last week. I thought there was promising stuff pretty much the entire year. It's just, he didn't really get snaps. Um, but yeah. So when you have a, a and it's supposed to be a great wide receiver draft. It feels so much mm -hmm. like the Bengals draft. The only thing yes. it's missing is I don't think it's supposed to be a great defensive tackle draft. Um, and I'm very concerned about that. We'll have a lot of offseason discussion about it. But if DJ Reader leaves, I have a plan. I have a plan. I think you've got to bring him back. I think you've got to bring him back. I think they have to. Do you think to... they will? I don't think they will. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pessimistic about it too. I just like you once you hit 30 years old, for the Bengals just treat those guys like they are retired. Yeah, they really do. And I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what that looks like. But he's just a huge piece of that defense. And you know, we talk about Joe Burrow. You know, when he goes down, what a difference it makes. You know, you just need you need DJ Reader. Maybe it's. Maybe when DJ he gets... Reader leaves the field. You feel the difference because a 20 yard run happens <laughs> every time. And that's also a little bit of a detriment to what the depth has been. Well, I, I, I just feel like you got to work something out. I really, I truly do. Um, that is, he's number one on my team on players returning right now. And we will have plenty of shows to talk about that, but um, just he's in general, number one, but I'm assuming he gets the tag. You said T 
Yeah, tea would be well, the number one. Let's move on to tea. Let's move on okay. to tea. Um, we'll, we'll move on to the game, the preview prediction. We we had plenty to chat about in that first 30 minutes. You know what I was afraid of when Joe went down? We're not going to have anything to talk about. But so far, all of our shows, we've had something to talk about. And most of it is the outlook of the offseason. So we'll stay on track. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals went back to practice today. They had a Thursday practice. T. Higgins was limited. There was a little too much T. Higgins slander for my liking last week when it when he wasn't playing. He was out for three games. If you look at Justin Jefferson, he played he, through broken ribs. Exactly. And if you're T. Higgins, you want to play. It is a contract year. You want to play. You want to be on the field to show people, hey, I can play football. I want the bag. He's going to get the bag. I don't know. If I, that's in- oh, god. I do. I do think that like there is like this weird line of NFL players when they play hurt. They don't get the benefit of the doubt for playing hurt. They if don't. you don't perform, even though you're playing out there with broken ribs and a strained hamstring, if T goes out there and he puts up 40 yards per game the rest of the year, but he's playing through broken ribs and a hamstring issue, yeah. NFL people, I mean, it feels like at least fans and maybe even the front offices kind of treat that as like, oh, are you not good anymore? Or <laughs> what is like, why'd you have such a bad year? I felt that way a little bit. Um, last year with Joe Mixon at the start of the year, where it's like, yeah, he's playing really poorly, but he left all four of those games with ankle issues. Like I I think his ankle might be an issue. And now I feel like the season has kind of taken a toll on him. He looked so much better at the start of the year and just not having a guy there. That's off topic. Anyway, T yeah, he's going to have a backup quarterback to be playing through injury. I'm not expecting a huge performance, but at the same time, I would very much welcome it. Yeah. I mean, you have Jamar and T out there, which is absolutely huge for Jake. I think that'll help. That'll help a lot. Yeah, and because they can stop the run. The Jags can stop the run, and the Bengals yeah. really – the run game, not too strong right now. It does I do feel like Chase Brown's going to get some reps in this game. Over or under a 10% success rate on the ground for the Bengals this week? Oh, goodness. I'm going to say under. Oh, God. <laughs> Another say- generationally bad performance I coming. Mean, you're playing a defense that can stop the run. I know, just like Pittsburgh could. And you know well. what they're going to do? They're going to give Chase Brown the ball because everybody's been asking for and it. He is going to get a tackle for a loss. I see it now. And it's going to be like, oh, no, Chase Brown. It's not working out. But all the other rookies are working out and everything's going great. Not so much for Chase, Chase Brown. Chase Brown was a fifth-round pick. He was. I think we all have to remember that a little bit. I want to see Donald it. Donald Brown coming out. <laughs> but I want to see it because – we, we do you want to see what you have is he going to mm-hmm. be a running back number two for you or do you need to go get another running back in the offseason yeah I do know. feel like he could be a committee guy and that probably will should be the way the Bengals are going to move going forward but oh tough question for you that this offseason you thought was impossible is Joe Mixon back here next year I think so yeah, remember last year I said I think there's a better chance he's here next year than he is getting cut. And now here we are. You know what? I'm fine with it, but please tell me that you have a running back number two. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think you need to compliment Mixon at this point and take take the load off of him is another big part. Like he shouldn't be still carrying such a big load. Like, yeah, he's big and tough and he can handle it, but it's he needs the lightning to his thunder. He needs the dash to his smash. The Right, sure. The pe- well, I was actually thinking the opposite. He needs the fast guy. They do need speed on their offense next year. Piran and Mixon was smash and smash. They were the Smash Brothers. <laughs> Neither one of them was the dash. Smash and Piran will always hold a special place in my heart from that third down uh, from that run in the AFC Championship game. 
I was thinking of the wrong way touchdown where he went the wrong way on the screen, <laughs> scored a touchdown. Is that what you're talking about? I can't even remember. All I know is I was just like, keep running, keep running, keep running. I think so. It was like right before halftime. Yep, right before halftime. Yeah, he went the wrong way on a screen. All the offensive linemen went left. He went right. And then all the whole defense followed the offensive linemen. <laughs> He's running up the field. He went the wrong way, but he scored a touchdown. He made it an 11-point game, and I was like, all right, let's go. Game's back on. Uh, but, no, I, I we'll see. But, yeah, if Joe Mixon's back, I'm, I have no problem. I don't even want to make this about Joe Mixon because I always kind of get nervous Me about either. talking about the running game. Um, but just overall, you do need to get another running back if you do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, and I think the team needs to to address the tight end position too. I, I yeah. really was a failure this year. It really yeah. feels like they actually have a lot of needs this off season. They do. They do. And we're gonna talk. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a lot about. We it. will. We will. We will. We already said it's a soft rebuild for them in the off season. Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. to scare anybody. Just a soft rebuild. Um, going into this game though, T Higgins. He says he's expecting to be out there as long as everything goes well. I mean, hamstrings are they're so they're so iffy, man. And it's it's not on T. He's definitely taking it easy so he can be he's probably not even gonna be hundred percent because no player is hundred percent at this moment. But I feel like T set out for the number of games that he needed to set out. And it sounds like he wants to be back out there, limited at yeah. practice. Cam Taylor Britt back at practice, Logan Wilson, just a lot of limited guys, but nothing too crazy on the injury report. Jake Brown. Yeah, right wrist. Wrist. We'll see. I also saw Tanner Hudson with a finger, and I didn't know if that was also messing with it or not, <laughs> or if he actually has a finger issue. If I'm the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm just putting every single. If somebody says they have a headache, illness, I'm like, I'm just making sure that everything is on there, and I'm not skipping a beat right now. Um, and no, that whole silly injury report stuff. I just, it's, it's obnoxious that it's still a story. It's not over yet. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so wrist, but he was full go for Jake Browning. I don't think that's going to be a problem, but we'll see what happens in the game. If he throws an interception, if he has an iPad glove on or compression sleeve on when he gets off the plane for the game, I want to see a trick play this week. I want to see the Yoshi flea flicker. flicker. Obviously Zach does not listen to the podcast or we would have had that by now. Um, why not? (laughs) I mean, I, I feel like currently, why not? Is Joe Mixon might get tackled before he can flick it back to Browning. You know what? This is what I'm gonna. When I watch that game on Monday Night Football, I'm gonna have a pizza. I'm gonna get ready for this game, and I'm just I'm here for the chaos. As long as there's no injuries, I'm here for chaos on Monday Night Football. Just just give me whatever. I don't care if you just throw it up down the field, throw it to T Higgins, throw it to Jamar Chase. I would kind of like to just see Browning just throw go balls the entire yeah. game. Just throw him up. Let's just yeah, yeah. throw it up to Chase and T. Let's just see it. Yeah. He's, so yeah. Throws if he throws we'll a catchable go ball. Yeah, no, I think it's gonna be I say it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be so big. Uh that T. Higgins is back out there. I'm I'm so happy that would he is be. back out there. But it is it is a big deal. It but... is a big deal. It, it would be a huge deal if the quarterback was out there. That's the <laughs> That's to where me. I was getting to. I'm yeah, so sorry. It, it would it... sure should help Browning, but we'll see. We'll Oof. see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but yes, kind of moving on with this offense. When you face Jacksonville's defense, still, I'm scared of every defensive line right now. Uh, when I think about this <laughs> offense, I'm not going to lie. But what do you think about this matchup? And is there anything encouraging going into it? Uh, my mind went to discouraging first, but I guess yeah. we could think of encourage. <laughs> well, it's just, I need to look it up real quick. But Josh Allen for the Jags. The second best Josh Allen in the league, even yeah. though he's really good. How many sacks does he have this year? Well, I don't need to know. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. 
I don't know why it's so hard right now. Okay. Uh, but he's been really good. 12. 12 13. sacks on the season. 13? Oh, no. Spencer says, I think, 13, our producer. But you see 12. Oh, right I, I found, ESPN said 12. But Spencer said 13. One of them. You know what? I trust Spencer more. 13. I do too. Let's go at 13. <laughs> that sounds even better. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's been really good. So that's that's a little worrying. for that. It'll be interesting, though. Um, if I'm remembering right. I I mean, I did not grind Jag. Jag. I, Jaguars, Jaguars, Jags. I did not grind Jags film going into this game to know, but from what I remember, he mostly lines up against left tackle. So that'll be up to, and he faced uh, Laramie Tunsil a lot last week. So it'll be interesting to see Orlando Brown go up against him. I do still feel like Orlando Brown's dealing a little bit with that injury, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, you're paid to handle guys like that. Like he's a step below the Watt Garrett types need Orlando Brown to step up and handle that. And if he does move to the other side, let's see Jonah Williams against, against them. Trayvon Walker. He was a first overall pick, another guy to watch. Um, anybody else in this Jag, this Jags defense. I mean, I think of those two and then my mind goes blank a little bit. You know, I like, I know some of the other guys that are there, but like, I think Cisco was having a good year, the safety, but I haven't heard anything since. I don't know. They've been a good defense. They've been a good defense, and I think they are going to stop the run pretty well. So it would be up to the Bengals passing game if they're going to have some signs of life in this game. And maybe, maybe that's just go balls. Maybe they're just dunking on the Jags. But uh, encouraging. I don't know. You got anything? You got anything encouraging uh, about after the Bengals? this game? There'll offense? be five games to go. Yeah. Encouraging for the Bengals defense. I mean, the, the Jags left tackle sounds like he'll be out. So it'll be Walker Little out there who Walker. Uh, I feel like the Bengals had interest in, but they, they like Carmen so much that they, mm-hmm. they went that route instead. Um, it'll be, that's another guy, Miles Murphy, Walker Little, Miles Murphy, Let's see that. Anton, Anton Harrison, their, their first round pick at right tackle. Who those two? What they go like nearly back to back? They didn't literally go back to back. So I think what Mozzie Smith was at the pick right before. I can't even remember. Me either. Anyway, uh, basically what I'm saying is, let's see, let's see Murphy against those two tackles. Mm-hmm. Let's see Hendrickson. Let's see if Hubbard can look a little healthier. I didn't think he looked healthy in that in that game against the Steelers because Darnell Washington and Broderick Jones were getting the better of him. And I normally think he would hold his own a little bit better than that. It was discouraging to see for, it was like, ah, I don't think Sam Hubbard's healthy. And uh, I want to see Dax Hill against Evan Ingram, smaller tight end. Maybe he can handle that. But the Bengals do play a majority, like most NFL teams, zone coverage. So it won't always be him on him. And I want to see Calvin Ridley's a really fun receiver. And so seeing Cam Taylor Britton, DJ Turner against them would be cool. Any yeah, anything I, else you're looking at? It's the rookies. It's honestly yeah. the rookies. And it's the rookies on both sides. I do want to see. I know that T. Higgins is going to be out there. Well, not it's not guaranteed, but he's limited. He's expected to be out there. Jamar Chase is out there. I want to see Charlie Jones and Yoshi. Oh, I do. I do too. I just I, I see the stuff. I 
the Bengals think they should be winning games, so they're going to be putting out. You're right. Uh, they're You're right. Put, I know they're. We both know they're going to be putting Trent Irwin out there mostly. They are. They are. But I, I do want to see. It. It doesn't hurt at some point. Say the game gets out of hand. I don't know. I think that these reps. In oh yeah. Any chance the game gets out of hand? I mean, you should just do it. It should be all young guys for the most part. Yeah, I, I want to see that. So offensively, I want to see Charlie Jones and Yoshi more involved in the wide receiver room. And I don't, you know, you don't really want to take the your best players off the field, but I do want to see what you have in them. And then flipping sides, just more of Jordan Battle. And I agree with you, the Miles Murphy, him getting a lot of reps in this past game, a lot of reps for Miles Murphy. Let's see it again. I, I, I do, something I am going to pay attention to is the Joseph Asai stuff again. <laughs> Five snaps over or under? What do we got? Under, I think you, I think you, you put, your future out there and not mm-hmm. that Joseph Asai is not the future because he's going to be back the next season. But yeah. I just, I think you got to put your, your future and who you feel like is maybe the better of players. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it still feels like Joseph Asai is, is coming off that injury. I mean, he's, he's probably healthy, but it still feels like a factor maybe mentally. Yeah. Maybe it feels like know. a cop out to me. Yeah. That is me making it. It was a high ankle sprain in preseason week three. It's me making an excuse because I had Joseph Asai as my breakout player, and it's not. No, happening. actually, I did. You oh, you did. Else, I, think. Yeah. I think I was excited for him. I think I had Cordell Wilson. Um, <laughs> well, he had a good game last week. I don't know if we talked much about it. I thought he actually held his own against uh, Cam Hayward. I hope I hope that works out for him. I really do. Um, we'll see what happens at left guard next year. But uh, and and if anything, we'll see. We'll see when it comes to Cordell. Uh, but yeah, and then as I was mentioning with the rookies, Jordan Battle continue continuing to see him as a starting safety with Axel out there, and then uh, DJ Turner. So it's really mean and watching the rookies the rest of the way, to be honest with you. Yeah, for the most part, rookies, second year guys, young guys, whoever's going to be on the team in three years. That's mainly who I'm trying yeah. to watch a lot of. I want to see Osai. Honestly, I almost feel like at this point maybe you want to put Osai out there as trade bait like for next year like why not yeah we just got too many talented guys come and get them yeah no trade that's for, a really trade it for somebody else's interior piece <laughs> I like i like said that. to you you know his agent and 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 the, oh is I he a mall get a guy yeah he's a mall get a guy i forget that all the time and and i don't want to make this about t because i still think that t's going to be on the team next year i think it's going to be a tag um and if it's not a, a tag and trade but i i still feel like they get one more year with t higgins on the roster um yeah. we'll see what that looks like and yeah yeah i some people have tried to say like yeah you tag this guy instead you tag that guy instead in my mind they're tagging t they're tagging t they're running it back unless what i would say and this is actually probably what i think too unless i get a first round pick uh <laughs> i uh unless i'm getting a first round pick i i feel like i keep t anyway Whoa. Yeah, hurry up, score. We're going really score. long. We have so much. Yeah, money. well, this is the part nobody cares about, right? Just say a score. Uh 27-17, Jaguars. 28-13. All right. I'm a little more optimistic about this offense. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say this really quick and we're going to wrap up. Zach Taylor got some criticism today when he was asked if there's still a playoff team. And he said, absolutely. What do you want the head coach to say? (laughs) Do you want him to go on at the podium and say, you know what? Actually, we're not a playoff team anymore. We're not going to be good because Joe Burrow's not out there and uh, season's over. Like, what do you want him to say? Yes, they're still they're in the hunt. 
Um, and here's what's going to be funny. What if they show up? They surprise a lot of people. They have a Monday Night Football win like they did against the Steelers when nobody was picking them because nobody will pick the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. Can guarantee that. They surprise everyone, and then they get into the playoffs as, like, the biggest surprise. You hear yourself. <laughs> All right, we need to end this podcast. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. Don't don't criticize Zach for saying that they're still in their playoff team. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's what he has to say. He does. All right. Make sure you check out all Bengals and follow Mike Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.